Hi yogis, welcome back to another episode of uh, Run Yogi Diaries. This is your host Santosh Shiva. I hope you had a wonderful week and you also got some time to play, swim, bike, run, whatever is your thing. Every week I bring you conversations with people who are on a journey of well-being and endurance. I hope they spark some possibility in you, leave you with some tips and perhaps some inspiration to perspire. If there is someone who demonstrates living one's life fully, it's my guest today. She embodies the mindset of can do and must do, and she is one of the few who gets the big picture. Her journey of running and hiking is not merely about physical fitness, it's transcendental. It's about finding herself and true joy through a higher order purpose. We get a chance to peek into her journey the how and why and the takeaways and nuggets of deep wisdom her foray into mountain hiking and what's next in her journey let's welcome kanchan kabad hi kanchan welcome to run yogi diaries thank you it's such a pleasure having you in the show uh you are uh, such a wonderful example of how to you know uh, lead a full life uh, with all what you're doing so we're going to get into all of that uh, you're a hiker a runner uh, you you're doing social community work in the area of cancer uh, and of course you're also a professional so before all of that let me have you do a personal quick personal introduction and then we'll jump in oh okay Uh well like you said my name is Kanchan Kabad and uh, I live in Sugarland Texas um my profession is uh, I work as a chief compliance officer for mm-hmm. our own firm we are in uh, uh, wealth management uh, uh, business um my daughter and my husband uh, own own it and I'm a part of uh, uh, that and uh, Oh well I have uh, two beautiful children they are of course adults and with a I have a grandbaby 2 wow. year old so and I love to um, run hike and uh, like you said uh, do the community work mm-hmm. I volunteer uh, for uh, a lot of organizations mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm also um, a makeup artist i worked wow. at the uh, university of houston for 11 years in uh, uh, in the drama department and so wow. i yeah so i used to teach how to make uh, costumes and teach uh, um dress designing and things like that and wow. so from there since i had done my uh, mba here uh, i actually moved from uh, india over here to do my mba and so okay. uh, because of my that background uh, i got into uh, financial planning business mm. with my husband uh, yeah so uh, we have been here last 38 years so uh, this is home now i've lived uh, yes. in us more than i've lived in uh, india i should say mm-hmm. so um, but now i'm busy one thing with my grandkid then another thing is with my uh, activities like running and hiking which i enjoy yeah. 
and I love to inspire people. Um, you know, if more people can join and do these things for fitness or for any reasons, yeah. uh, I would love to inspire them uh, in doing yeah. things. Yeah. Well, being you know, just being yourself, you are very inspirational, right? People can you're a great role model. Looking at you, people get inspired. Look at all the beautiful medals you have behind you. Uh, all of that <laughs> is, is automatically inspiring, right? Yeah. Uh, terrific. So, yeah, this is this is like my, I call it my wall of fame. <laughs> and I sit here in my office, look at this, and I sometimes say, oh, my God, did I really do all these marathons and uh, hiking? And, uh, and that itself inspires me, you know, to do more. <laughs> so... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Terrific. So, you know, it seems like you're a pioneer in many ways, right? Uh, you, you came here to do MBA way back, uh, much before uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, um, a lot of the recent immigration from India has happened, the tech industry and stuff like that. You seem to have been one of the earlier ones. Yes. Uh, so let's get back and do a bit of a flashback here. Like how about uh, with related to your fitness and running and hiking. So how did it all start? When did you get into running and how did it, how did that come about? Well, um, I should say it's quite recent. It's not, uh, you know, that long. But of course, growing up, I was an athlete. So, uh, and my whole family is uh, in sports. So that wasn't uh, very different for me. But uh, uh, 2010, actually, uh, it all started because of my dad, I should say. Because my father, uh, he had uh, colorectal cancer and uh, it, it was, uh, I mean, the survival rate for colorectal cancer is quite high. But unfortunately, you know, he was uh, in the hospital for 17 days and uh, going through that journey with him, uh, it was very difficult, you know, consoling my mom and my family. And uh, so I had to be very strong and uh, um, uh, answering the doctors and family and everything. So uh, after he passed away, it was very difficult for me, you know. And so uh, one of my friends who had just started running a week before I did, she asked me, hey, Kanchan, do you want to come and run with me? And I said, yeah, sure. And uh, I went for uh, running with her. And just a year before that, my daughter had run the Chicago Marathon and I had gone to cheer her. And I saw a guy who was like 72 year old who was running the marathon. And so when my friend asked me, I said, hey, age is just a number. So why don't I start? running you know so i started running and i felt so good and it kind of became like an outlet for my grievance and i started feeling much better you know and now it is like more like a uh, it's it's almost like a meditation for me you know yeah, when i run yeah. and so i can just be within myself and uh, um, I don't hear anything, no music, no nothing. I just hear the nature and, you know, so it's more of a meditation and that helped me. And I think that's how I started my running, you know. I mean, I think to do running or any kind of a endurance sports, I think you have to have a reason, you know. People yeah, have reason yeah. like maybe for 
for fitness or to lose weight or just for a competition but uh, i think cancer is you know my dad was my reason to start this uh, uh, sports so you know it's, uh, it's it's very gladdening that you were able to heal and feel better uh, but it's sorry to hear about your your dad and i'm glad that you found running as a reprieve and you also used running to not just uh, heal yourself but you've been also doing using it to kind of spread the message of uh, you know cancer prevention and things like that isn't it Yes yeah i mean i i was involved uh, and of course even now i'm on an advisory board right now uh, on the organization called uh, iacan indian american cancer network and so that kind of became my passion you know and so uh, it felt good to help people who are affected by cancer and so because of that the other thing i started doing is that every run i do every marathon i participate i dedicate that to a cancer patient and so what happens is if i dedicate to that cancer patient i go to that person i talk to i talk to them and i you know the very fact that i'm i when i say that you know hey i'm dedicating this to you uh, for your cancer journey you know just like how you uh, take one day at a time i'm going to run one mile at a time for you mm. and so that kind of inspires me and you know i say you know my running 26.2 miles is really nothing you know com- compared to the pain that i you that person is suffering my pain is nothing and so that that itself helps me you know putting the step forward yeah. and run yeah. Yeah. you know so that that's what i feel uh, yeah, so that's how Yeah. It's so beautiful so, because there's a bigger purpose to your uh, running beyond just uh, you know physical fitness which is which is one level of exactly. operating but you've taken it to another level you've you know it's, it's a higher purpose it's beyond just your own selfish fitness right. it's about the community right. yeah um, yeah it's so beautiful so beautiful so yeah. how did so how did your uh, running itself scale you know did you you started and then did you just start running 10k half marathons and all that or how did that build up you know it's so funny that uh, you asked me um actually the very first run i did i fainted i collapsed after finishing 13.1 mile you know i mean before that i had just run one 5k that's about it and then i i i did not train myself nothing but i signed up for houston half which is a uh, uh, half marathon and uh, because my friends were also there and i said okay i'm going to run and uh, i i ran and by the end of the run i i finished the i touched the finish line and there i go i just collapsed and it was so scary because uh, i uh, of course my husband drove me home and uh, all that i know was i was sleeping and uh, i'm glad to see that next day i was awake <laughs> you know because uh, not knowing how to take care of uh, your body or what you should do how you do, you have to train nothing and i started uh, running without without anything and so 
I learned a big lesson there, you know. And so since then I said, no, I mean, the first thing is I have to make sure that my body can take, uh, take that hit, you know, running, running half marathons or full marathons or 30 Ks or 25 Ks or whatever it is, or uh, in another words, you know, the long runs. Yeah. So that that's how I started. <laughs> by this was what, 2000? What year was this? this? Your first half marathon? My first one was 2011. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's yeah, let's tell the viewers don't try that at home. Don't don't no. go run the half marathon. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, there is so much to learn about yeah. running. You know, I mean, there is so much you have to take care of your body before you yeah. run. And the, I mean, that's that's another chapter to talk yeah. about that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah. so what what did you what did you incorporate in your lifestyle after that first uh, half marathon is there anything you can tell the viewers like maybe the top 3 practices you took on uh, yeah, that actually, could help you yeah the, i think the first thing what i did was i joined a running club mm. so i joined uh, fort benfit uh, running club which really really helped me uh, in that and the second thing is i hired a personal trainer you know, to mm, like that. So even after 10 years, I still have a personal trainer. In fact, I mm. just finished training this morning and I came, you know. So uh, that one. And then I learned so much about running, what you should do and what you should not mm. do, you know. So, and I think it may feel really small things, but if you really follow those mm, uh, things, it, uh, you can go a long way you know yeah. i mean i'm 65 now and i i'm still running and doing the activities just like how i started mm. 10 years back because yeah. i think the first thing is that i learned how to take care of yourself mm. you know so mm, yeah that so one I is mean, that, that's a lot of gold that's a lot of gold one is finding a group it's, it's definitely very helpful it kind of motivates right. you and the right. second is, I think, as a personal trainer that you referred to, uh, probably is putting you into certain, uh, you know, workouts for strength training, balance, right. and those kind of yes, things, exactly. which is helping you, right, be strong, right. stronger runner, yeah. right? right? And the last yeah, part I mean, which you said is, mm-hmm, go ahead. No, go ahead. Last the part. last part that you were saying was about uh, just knowing, uh, uh, running about running itself, like in terms of, uh, maybe good footwear or uh, maybe it's about good uh, right. stance and form. Yeah. You know, the f- yeah, the exactly. biomechanics of running, right? All of that is what you're saying. It helped yeah, you. In- absolutely. You know, like uh, uh, to start with uh, hydration, nutrition, mm-hmm. how much to drink uh, water, you know, before the run, during the run and after the run. Right. Then the nutrition, what you should take during the run, even, you know, that you're at what stage you have to eat something or mm-hmm. have some electrolytes, uh, you know. So all that is very, very important. Yeah. And like you, like the way you, what you mentioned is about your shoes. You know, mm-hmm. people think that you have to have really good fitted shoe for running. Mm-hmm. It's wrong because when you run long distance, your feet swells. Mm-hmm. So it's always better to have at least half to one uh, size bigger shoes than what you wear right. so that you have uh, you know your feet can swell into it mm-hmm. you know first in the beginning actually I wear two size bigger shoes because mm-hmm. my 
feet swells that much and yeah, yeah. you feel more comfortable so you don't get uh, leg pain if your shoe if your shoes are comfortable you know right. so that is something that i learned and also uh, you know um about uh, lubricating uh, your mm-hmm. body when you run mm-hmm. because there are so many crevasses that you know you rub into mm-hmm. including your feet you know mm-hmm. before you wear your socks make it a point to wear uh, put lots of vaseline or even the day two days before you have marathon you put vaseline onto your feet and put socks and sleep so make your feet soft that then you don't get blisters yeah you know so mm, things like that you know i mean this yeah. may be a small thing but yeah. it's very important when you run like four days before you start the before the run you start hydrating not that you know you don't hydrate during during your yeah. training yeah. but the event itself is a whole different ball game you know mm-hmm. when there is a crowd your adrenaline is high and you're like uh, you know and uh, one thing you have to understand that you're really not competing with anybody else you're it's a competition within you you know and finishing is more important so yeah. uh, then even uh, uh, you start slow and finish strong people like to start fast and then they get tired and then there is no energy left for them to finish you know yeah. so these these are small little things but these are the things if you understand about uh, uh, you know about yourself and then also i can say about uh, um training when you run uh, every day you run you increase your runs but then when the event is coming you start tapering down and then basically listen to your body you know not to not yeah. to put uh, not to i mean you have to push yourself no doubt but uh, there is a limit you know yeah. listen to your body if your body is tired take one day or two days of rest and then again start your run you know right so yeah and then uh, also you mentioned uh, you know which i want to elaborate on is uh, your strength training you know mm. strength training is so important because uh, then you uh, if you don't have strength training then you will start your knee pain your back pain mm. and things like that kind of creeps up but if you um, have strength training like uh, you know you strengthen your quads your glutes your hamstring uh, and even your upper body for that matter mm-hmm. you know to to run so all this is very important and yep. then the balance training you know your right side should be equal to your uh, left side so that you you have less injuries you have less mm. falls uh, you know while running so so yep. those are basic things that i think is very important when you when you run and if you take care of those things i think i can run till i die <laughs> yeah so. beautifully said yeah. and, and what about uh, uh, nutrition and uh, food uh, did you have did you make any adaptations to that and especially uh, you know since you know like you said you're a senior runner and uh, a lot of people have concerns you know when they mm-hmm. reach their 50s i mean a lot of people start concerns when they reach 40 in fact yeah i know <laughs> and right know. people start thinking they get old in their 40 and uh, but here you are uh, you know completely active and th- knock on wood so 
In terms of food, is there anything that you've done adapted differently as as you've kind of uh, got more active? No, not really. I'm a vegetarian, actually. Mm. I mean, I do eat eggs and I used to eat fish, but I don't uh, anymore. So being a vegetarian, uh, of course, you uh, during the training period, you have to have more proteins mm. to build up your uh, muscles. And then, but just about uh, two to three days before you start uh, loading carb, you know, because yeah. carb, I think, is very important for you um, because that's the uh, immediate energy. So you you have carbs uh, before your uh, uh, run. And, uh, um, and then uh, I'm very particular about taking electrolytes also mm. you know uh, i take uh, mm, i normally don't take gatorade because mm. it has too much sugar uh, so i avoid that but i i take uh, endurolite uh, tablets which is the yeah. electrolyte tablet and so that that helps me and then uh, uh, i eat of course a lot of uh, vegetables and uh, uh, you know uh, to get uh, more minerals and then uh, I do supplement with uh, magnesium and uh, mm-hmm. magnesium and calcium and uh, of course um, uh, vitamin D for uh, mm-hmm. bones uh, but then uh, I uh, I'm very particular about eating uh, um, either bars uh, you know any kind of a cliff bars or anything mm-hmm. but actually I like to eat dates because the the dates have good uh, um, source of uh, um, you know carb as well as uh, iron, yeah. and so yeah. it helps me. So during my run, I normally uh, I normally eat uh, every forty five minutes, you know, uh, or I should say maybe about three to four miles uh, right. run. I I take uh, um, I I eat one date, and during my uh, usual runs, I like to eat uh, uh, Parleji glucose biscuits. <laughs> that's that's my nutrition. You know, I mean, because it, it does give so much of carb, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, of course, mm, basically, the, the, that's what. Of course, before the run, I don't eat any vegetables because uh, you're not supposed to eat too much fiber. So that you avoid going to the restrooms yeah, while running, yeah. and so so those are the things yeah. about nutrition, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, and and so, so uh, no, those those are great, uh, great, you know, first principles uh, when it comes right. to uh, running, and those are great, uh, great reminders. Uh, a lot of yes. us read about it, and as we continue to increase our run, many of us forget some of the right. basics. So those are great, great uh, reminders, and yeah. so. In terms of your own personal journey, right? So you did have, you know, you kind of start building your base. Uh, what about your f- full marathon? Did you kind of, uh, when did you do your first full marathon? Um, my first full marathon, I did it uh, actually after about uh, uh, three years after. That means my first full marathon was 2014. Mm. Uh, yeah, I did the... Uh, I did the chevron Mm -hmm. and then, uh, yeah, then I started doing the chevron. Then I did uh, my New York, I'm wearing my New York City marathon proudly. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, because that was my last marathon in 2019, you know. And then last year, of course, uh, it was all virtual. So yeah. uh, even the Chevron marathon, I deferred it to yeah. next year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I did, uh, after doing few of the uh, half marathons, I started doing the full marathon. Mm. Uh, and, uh, um, of course, it's full marathon is a, totally a different ball game, I should say, you know. And for that, apart from um, your physical training and everything, I think you have to also have a mental training, you know. Mm. Your mind has to be, because I I think it is, uh, I would say really 80% mental and 20% physical when it mm. comes to running 26.2 miles, you know. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> So um, mental training is that I can do yeah. attitude has to be there, you know, when you run and, yeah. uh, um, and not to hit the wall. So for that, of course, you have to have good nutrition and hydration. Yeah. But, uh, but the mindset saying that, you know, I'm not going to give up. And that mindset by dedicating my runs to a cancer patient, mm. that really helped. Yeah. Because if I lose, I'm letting them down, mm. you know, if I have to dedicate my run to a cancer yeah. patient. So that kind of a mindset you have to have, you know, a determination, mm. you know, a determination, a control o- over your mind saying that, you know, I'm not going to give up. You know, yeah. I mean, there are ma- marathons that, you know, the swag wagon would pass by me saying that, you know, hey, you want a lift? And I'm like, no, I'm going to run, you know, <laughs> yeah. if not run, I will walk and finish it. Because yeah. for me, finishing, touching the finish line is more important than the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So as long as I finish within six hours, whatever the mm-hmm. time they, they mm-hmm. give, mm-hmm. you know, that is my main thing. And yeah. finish strong so that, you know, I should have that energy even uh, to celebrate mm-hmm. what I have done, you know. Yeah. So yeah. That, that mindset. And then, of course, my mindset, it, it also encourages you when the photographer is there, you give a smile and say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm good. And, and the crowd definitely helps yeah. in that, you know. And so, and uh, actually for that reason, I loved the New York City Marathon. Because the crowd support is so much there that is, it's it's unbelievable, you know. Yeah. You, of course, you don't hear the crowd when, during when when you are over the uh, bridges because you have to pass uh, five boroughs and five bridges will be there and over the bridge. But halfway through the bridge, you will see hear this roar of people, and it encourages you to run, you know. So uh, so all this help in your mental um strength and uh, you know emotional strength so and it's absolutely it's it's, it's a very good feeling you know yeah. it's, it's it's a beautiful feeling so yeah no well said well said and there's a lot of gold i want to call out some gold here yeah. and uh, one is uh, mindset you talked about mindset it's very i i, I completely uh, you know that resonates with me because i've seen runners who are good runners Mm-hmm. And um, you know they've they've done their half marathon. They're able to do uh, fourteen, fifteen miles. Uh, but a lot of times they're not. They don't commit to a full marathon because they are scared. Yeah. 
Correct. And, and, and I think that fear is coming from what you're referring to, like a mindset, uh, which yeah. you have, you know, the, I like the way you have a, a kind of approached it, which is to kind of give it a bigger, a bigger purpose. And that's one way of doing it, right? Uh, yes. yeah. uh, re- replace fear with purpose. Correct. And and voila, and uh, and then you have yeah. all that willpower to go out and get it done. So great, great tips there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're afraid, find purpose. Exactly. Right. No, That's actually, a great you know, I mean, for me, I say, you know, fear is really telling you, you know, the your intelligent mind telling you that you know, hey, be careful, mm-hmm. you know. So if you overcome that fear, then mm. you can do anything. And just the fact when you finish your, um, you know, the first marathon, it's like, hey, you conquered the whole world, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and and that gives you confidence to do anything in life. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, that's what I, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. You can tell that, you know, I mean, I I always connect that to a purpose. And Mm -hmm. so when you when you feel that, you know, hey, I've I've run that much miles i've done marathons i've done hiking and everything so why should i fear about you know mm. life so whatever yeah. comes yeah. you just overcome you know yeah so yeah. that's the yeah. basic uh, uh, thing yeah that's that's <laughs> so, a wonderful that's a wonderful message yeah. and um, so you you know you did the uh, the new york marathon and all, recently you talked about hiking and let's maybe good time to pivot into that okay um, uh, hiking, uh, I started just about four years back. Mm. And basically, it started uh, because my, you know, the group that I run with and all, they said, <clears throat> hey, we have a hiking, uh, um, uh, you know, we are going to Guadalupe Peak and do you, would you like to come and uh, uh, hike with us? And we said, I said, sure, uh, l- let me do that. And, you know, honestly, to tell you that I, I think, it really brought back my childhood because I grew up in a small village back in India and I, my home was in the surrounded by mountains and I come from the Sayadri mountain range. And so Mm -hmm. growing up, I always would climb the mountains or climb the hills and climb the trees. And, you know, I mean, that's how I grew up in, Mm -hmm. in my childhood. And so when I went, when I did that, the very first hike it just brought back my memories of my mm-hmm. childhood you know and that's how I think I fell in love with hiking you know so I, I'm like uh, oh wow this is something nice and it just gave me so much of happiness mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm like you know happiness is something people don't give it to you or you mm-hmm. know it has to come within yourself right and so when I went into the mountains, I'm like, oh, my God, this brought back my childhood. And and I felt so comfortable. And I just love it. I love outdoors, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just kind of got hooked on to that hiking journey, I should say. You know? Awesome. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's good. So, so, yeah. So tell us about that. So how how, how you seem to have... Uh, you know, a lot of people go to the mountains, they love it. And, you know, and then that's kind of over, right? But you have, you're building, uh, a building on it. You're taking on multiple peaks. You, you, you're you making right. this a project. So here, let's hear about that. How are uh, you doing that? See, the thing is, uh, 
because of my running and walking and all i and because of my strength training and everything i i'm fit to do that you know like mm. climbing mountains but mm-hmm. still hiking climbing mountains needs a different approach so mm. me and uh, my uh, you know my hiking buddies i call them uh, we started uh, uh, stairs stairs climbing so okay. like uh, one of the one of the fitness thing that we do uh, twice a week we uh, just climb up and down uh, stairs and so we do about 100 220 flights uh in uh, an hour and a half or something wow. like that like in my office building i have 13 floors so uh, i go up and down uh, eight times that makes 100 flights so wow. like that yeah so twice a week we we have incorporated uh, stair climbing you know mm-hmm. because uh one thing i don't believe in uh, um this uh, step uh, what do you call that uh, the machine that you have in the thing uh, which does the steps the stairs and mm-hmm. i uh, yeah a stairs and i don't uh, believe in uh, uh, treadmill for mm. running because those are the ones it the impact is really bad on your knees because it has okay. the same same um, movement and same muscles that you thump all the time right mm-hmm. but when you run outside or when you do the stairs uh your uh, uh it varies like you know your mm-hmm. uh, uh, pace varies so it's not that hard on your knees or on your body so we started doing the stairs and the other thing is for uh, uh, going to mountains it's the elevation that you have to count right mm-hmm. the elevation is very bad i mean we come here from uh, you know sea level houston is yeah. sea level and so we have absolutely our body is not used to going uh, on uh, top of mountains so so for that even these stairs help because climbing 13th stories we kind of go to the elevation where there is uh, a little thinner air you know that one and then incorporating yoga pranayam into your uh, workouts is very helpful you know Wonderful. because with the pran- yeah with pranayam you you uh, the thing that you have to do when you uh, climb the hills or go on hiking is that your breathing techniques you know so you have to be very <clears throat> um uh very um i mean you you have to follow certain breathing techniques i should say you know uh you have to breathe deeply for some time and then you release the carbon dioxide from your uh, lungs so that you can breathe better yep. because up there where where there is less uh oxygen there's more carbon dioxide and that that's how you have to train so breathing techniques is something that you have to incorporate uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know and then of course hill training which also mm-hmm. is there in marathon training also mm-hmm. but uh, that also helps you know hill yeah. training yeah. Uh, but i think the main thing is the steps yeah. uh, or the going uh, doing flights and uh, uh, breathing techniques uh, that really uh, helps uh, wonderful yeah. wonderful yeah. i think those are those are gold great tips especially for folks who are uh, yeah. and i see that a lot of people uh, do casual walking 
And, Correct. you know, if they want to uh, move to hiking, which is such right. a wonderful activity, like you yeah. said, exploring the wilderness, exploring the mountains. Right. But if, you know, these are great uh, tips like, you know, stairs and uh, yoga and breathing, uh, that would be a great takeaway for folks who want to move from just casual walking to, uh, right. you know, exactly. from serious yeah. hiking. And, and and you've been up to some serious hiking. So let's hear about your adventures here. I mean, you know, you you, you, you are going uh, to climb all the peaks in America and you're also looking at the Appalachian Trail. So let's hear about right. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the you know, our group, uh, our group is just uh, five people, you know, five, five women. Okay. Mm-hmm. And wow. I don't know whether last time when I talked to you, I mentioned this, you know, we are very proud of ourselves that we do this hiking and running because first of all, we are Indian women and we are older women. And, uh, you know, basically we are women who, you know, you don't see more Indian women out there. When you go hiking, you see more American or uh, other uh, uh, Caucasian women, not Indian women. You know, so we kind of feel proud about ourselves that, uh, you know, that we are doing this. Uh, So what what we decided is let's do, um, see, in, in Texas, uh, Guadalupe Peak is the highest peak, which is really about 8,900 uh, something like that, uh, you know, feet. That's, uh, the Big Bend. That's the Big Bend National uh, Park? No, just around Big Bend it is mm-hmm. uh, there. Yeah. Big okay. Bend National Park doesn't have that uh, height. It's uh, okay. still like 6,000, uh, you know. So I may be wrong in my uh, statistics. But uh, yeah. Uh, but highest peak in Texas is Guadalupe. Guadalupe Peak, you know, and uh, uh, so we we were thinking of uh, let's go to the next level. So the next level is the 14ers, and so we went to Colorado, uh, our uh, you know, um, and we said let's go and do Pikes Peak, which is our very first um, 14er, and so uh, we started training on that um, Pikes Peak, and then. Uh, uh, we hired a, a guide because it was our very first uh, uh, 14er and not knowing what what is going to be there, whether we will need oxygen at that level or how we are going to feel and uh, elevation sickness and you know, altitude sickness. And uh, so to deal with all that thing, we said, you know what, this time let's hire a guide. And so we hired a guide and that really helped us. You know, he gave us a lot of uh, tips how to climb the mountains, especially about the tree line, what we should do and to climb those rocks and the boulders and everything. So, um, and how to breathe. And he's the one actually who told us that, you know, we have to have the breathing techniques incorporated in our workout. So, uh, so those kind of tips that he gave, and then uh, of course, using what kind of gears and all that we learned to go to Pikes Peak, you know, using the hiking pole and what kind of uh, hiking boots you want. Do you want whether whether the, uh, you know, which goes up to your ankle and the weight of the thing, whether it is uh, waterproof. And uh, so, and then the pa- backpacks. So, mm-hmm. because we have to carry backpacks, 
the water itself when you when you carry about uh, 2 to 3 gallons um, uh, liters of uh, um, water that itself weighs about you know 14 15 pounds mm -hmm. and plus then you have to have your uh, uh, other gears like uh, uh, you know we do uh, take extra pair of sh shoes and the socks and then the food uh, you know the nutrition uh, that we need uh, to eat along the way and then we have to have the rain gear because suddenly on the mountains there will be the, so much of weather change then we yep. need uh, rain gear so basically it comes to at least 18 to 20 pounds and sometimes 22 pounds weight on you so to uh, to carry that weight you know we had to literally train ourselves so what we would do is even while walking at home or uh, while going for my uh, runs and everything i would carry uh, 20 22 pound weight on myself and then walk so to the extent that 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 backpack feels like your body weight you know so and of course uh, if you go to rei you know they will uh, fit your uh, backpack nicely so that you know it the weight distributes on your uh, uh, back evenly so uh, so we practiced like that we trained ourselves to carry 20 25 pounds actually you know uh, backpack and now i carry my granddaughter on my back with my carrier and then go for hiking so that is my backpack training it's <laughs> a so, win win yeah it is win win situation for me uh yeah so those are the things that we had to do and uh, so we decided on when we went for uh, pike speak we said hey why not we do these uh, every state we will do uh, the tallest uh, mountain hikes you know mm -hmm. so that's how the concept started so we Very started nice. doing different uh, mountains you know like in arkansas we did the uh, mount magazine and and then what happened was we were planning to do mount whitney Hmm. and mount whitney we had to it's a lottery system and so only 100 people can go per day uh, okay. on that thing so we got got into the lottery and that was uh, last uh, august during pandemic mm -hmm. and we were still ready to go but it so happened just 2 weeks before we were to go mount whitney there was a big earthquake and okay. so the earthquake uh, they shut down the uh, trails the hiking trails but we had trained so much for that mount whitney and we said you know what what are we going to do now so one of my hiking buddies she is also big into hiking she said uh, she texted me actually she was somewhere uh, up north she texted me saying uh, hey kanchan why don't we do appalachian trail you know and Uh, so we said yeah we are ready for it so why not we do you know get do the appalachian trail so the appalachian trail if you know what it is i mean actually for for the listeners i can say that uh, you know appalachian trail goes through 14 states it goes from georgia to maine and it uh, the tra the hiking trail is 2193 miles and it passes through 14 states so there are through hikers who do hiking from uh, you know like a northbound 
hiking, they they are called nobos, and uh, the southbound hiking, they are called sobos. You know, and Appalachian trail hiking is a different culture by itself, I should say, and. Uh, so there is like a Appalachian Trail Conservatory that you can be a member of and then get all the information from them. But you go through these tra- states and you pass through so different mountains uh, along that uh, trail. Uh, and you also get, uh, the reason I'm saying it's a different culture because you also get what is called your trail name. Oh, really? You even get a trail name, you know. So... My trail name is Passport. <laughs> and okay. My friend's trail name is Data because she's all into data. And my trail name is Passport because uh, um, uh, whenever I go to different countries, I like to hike. So I keep the, you know, a passport with all the names and the stamps and everything like that. So, so I got the name Passport. So along the trail, on Appalachian Trail, uh, you are called by that name. Okay. So I'm I'm never called as Kanchan. So I'm known as Passport. You know. So if I meet another hiker, you introduce yourself like, "Hey, my name is Passport." Wow. So that, it's a culture like that. And yeah. along the Appalachian Trail, you have these uh, the people who have done the trails. They know how difficult it is. So what they do is along the way they have uh, they. They put this uh, uh, small uh, stall kind of a thing and they give you food, drinks, they give beer, they give fruits and all. So they supply to the hikers and they encourage you. You know, they are called, uh, they are called uh, trail angels. Wow. And so they give free food to them, you know. So all this comes to kind of become a culture. Yeah. Uh, I should say it's a, it's a hiking culture by itself, you know. It's, so it's not like uh, doing the 14ers or uh, just a regular hiking. And yeah, yeah. So that's uh, and and we love it, you know. I mean, yeah. I just I just love it. Yeah. And yeah. you go through different uh, uh, terrains, mm. you know. Uh, you go through and depending on the season and uh, uh, the. Mm, it's a very small window during the year. Mm-hmm. So you can start in March and kind of end in September or October at the most because the snow starts and uh, um, it becomes very slushy. And, uh, yeah. um, but the trails are very well maintained, very mm-hmm. well maintained tra- trails. Yeah. So beautiful. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, it's like almost, it's almost like, uh, you know, when we uh, talk about uh, hiking subculture or, you know, running subculture or even yeah. the ultra running subculture, you, you, you know, you're always talking about humanity at its best, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, it, it's really, it's amazing. It's, uh, and, and, yeah. and that's where, you know, like, I love the way you look at it, right? Because uh, like you said, it's just not about doing a 14er. It's not an ego trip. It's something bigger, yeah. and and I I love the way you you look at the bigger picture in everything you do. That's amazing. Right. Yeah, thank right? you. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing, and, and that's yeah. that's something for all of us to take away because uh, you know one is to operate at a transactional level, uh, the other is to look at the big picture because that gives you uh, longevity. It gives you uh, ability right. to sustain and uh, do bigger things, right? So right. that's that's a that's that's a takeaway. I, I would like to kind of as a goal just highlight. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
so wonderful. It's, it, yeah, it's really nice, you know. And then we stay in the hostels while on the on the way, and so we kind of uh, we we are three three girls. I mean, three women who do this. We call ourselves as uh, Appalachian trios. <laughs> so, uh, so we three girls. We always uh, uh, stay in a hostel. I mean, there are hmm. hostels uh, which caters only for the hikers. And we stay in the hikers, uh, I mean the hostels, and then uh, we uh, always get uh, a shuttle. So the shuttle drops us to a particular point. And uh, on the Appalachian Trail, they are called as gaps. So the gaps are the ones that is, which is the access to the road. And mm-hmm. so the shuttle comes there and they picks us up and takes, it, takes us to the um hostel so per day we may do like nine miles hiking or we may do 20 miles hiking so Mm -hmm. it depends on the gaps you know how far Mm -hmm. the gaps are because there is no way we can stop uh you know in in between so rain or shine you know we have to just go through that yeah yeah so what about uh, safety personal safety um you know from other um human beings as well as uh, wildlife. Is there something that you have to take care of when you're doing this kind of uh, adventure uh, hikes? Wildlife, uh, you know, because these trails are, uh, I would say they are kind of uh, heavy trafficked trails, at least during the during the hiking period. Okay. So uh, every day when we hike, we would definitely meet at least three to eight hikers during that time. So you can imagine that it's always there are people going on these trails, right? So the animals, I think, are kind of used to us. So we we have seen bears passing passing by. We do see snakes. We we do see a lot of snakes, you know. But uh, you have to be watching. Anyway, you have to look down on, you know, on where we we step because there are so many rocks and uh, gravel and uh, sometimes during the winter uh, autumn season there will be so much of leaves and under the leaves there will be so much of uh, roots so we normally look uh, at the ground and walk so you kind of avoid the snakes and uh, the pole always helps uh, you know where we put the step so the pole the Putting the pole, you know, that noise itself uh, scares the snakes away. But the bears, uh, of course, the AT Trail has more bears. You know, of course, the Pacific Trail has more mountain lions and everything. uh, But the uh, Appalachian Trail has more bears. Um, There are no mountain lions uh, at this side. Yeah. And the bears kind of, they run away. But so, these are uh, the, black bears. These are not black uh, grizzlies. No, black no, no, bears. not grizzlies. Yeah, black bears. Yeah, but uh, uh, human beings. You know what can I say? <laughs> you just have to be friendly with them. You just have to say, "Hey, when did you start your hike? Are you a through hiker? I mean, this is yeah. where where have you come from, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how long you've been doing this, and you know basically this kind of conversation, and of course. Uh, people, the through hikers uh, are, they look kind of scary and stinky because they have not taken shower. They, the men have real long beard and, uh, you know, because they literally live on the, on the mountains. 
uh, with the uh, you know the camp on the mountain's tent uh, so uh you just have to be friendly with them and so far touchwood we have not come across any <laughs> you know any strange people i should say they are yeah. basically very very friendly people you know yeah their their main goal is hiking yeah. so yeah. i mean there are accidents have happened you know if you mm-hmm. things like that there are deaths have happened but you know it's uh it's safe yeah yeah no that that's uh, uh thanks yeah. for sharing that because uh, right. i think that's important for the viewers to understand right. some some of this yeah. is exaggerated right yeah oh yeah and definitely so uh, once you start doing it the the yeah. the pleasure and the 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 joy you get out of it is a, a huge positive it's, and there may be yes. everything has a risk involved right. but right. some of the risks yeah. are overblown so yes, uh, yes. thanks for sharing and that I, yeah and i think you have to have confidence in you you know that my my philosophy is like you know after all what is going to happen we are going to die right i mean ultimately everybody is going to die so it's you know if you have fear of woods or uh, animals or people then you know it's hard to hike so you have to go with a faith that you know hey everything is going to be fine the weather is going to cooperate with you the god is with you you know and that's all we need yep. so yeah <laughs> that's deep wisdom by the way that's a lot of wisdom <laughs> yeah you know i think so, if, if 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 when you've reached a point where you know when you can accept reality of that at that level you yeah. know that you you get to live very wise uh, and uh, you know not not everybody gets to the point <laughs> while they're alive i hope, I hope so <laughs> like i said I'm, I'm i'm a spiritual person so you know i'm i believe in spirituality so yeah yeah it was wonderful yeah. wonderful those are those are very powerful words uh, great uh, you know advice and uh, you know i think mm-hmm. you demo- your your life reflects that you know you're living a full life you're living a so, uh, you're, you're joyful so you know i think uh, that's what you get uh, you know living from that level of deep wisdom and spirituality so thank you thank you for sharing yeah, that i think so yeah I mean, so. And, and also i think uh, what you're doing as a example for uh, you know south asian women uh, indian american south asian women uh, to kind of take on get out there uh, you know i think a lot of south asian women get stuck with too much right. of the family obligations and not too much right. of self care Uh, yeah. and i think what you you folks are doing is very important for everybody right. to see so others can take on yeah. invest in themselves right right yeah i mean i i like to share my experience with them and what they have to do uh, to have you know have a good well being of their body as well as mind and also i like to encourage like uh, like i said earlier i don't care about my timing on the uh, you know when i run so if somebody wants to run with me and say that you know hey this is my first run i i'm ready to walk with them and just encourage them up to the uh, finish line you know if somebody wants to join uh, in hiking i say hey let's go let's do it and so i encourage them and take them with me for sh- short hikes and then they they like it and so then they will join join us for the other hiking you know yeah, so yeah. things like that it's it's nice that yeah. to encourage others and uh, inspire them you know absolutely so, yeah that's very beautiful 
So. Awesome. So, <laughs> what's uh, uh, so? I guess what's on the next? Uh, my question was going to be, what's next on your horizon? Seems like Appalachian is going to keep you busy for some yes. time. Yes. Uh, is yes. there anything else you're up to? Uh, is no, there anything else you're working on? <laughs> Uh, not really. Like you said, the Appalachian, my goal is before I turn 70, which is another really another five miles, I want to finish the 2,193 miles. Wow. I mean, we have the... The Appalachian trios have just finished uh, only the 170 miles right now, which is mm. finishing Georgia and uh, part of North, North Carolina and a little mm. bit of Tennessee. So uh, our goal is uh, is finishing, you know, actually it's my goal finishing because they are much younger than me. So they have more time. But mm. I would like to finish Appalachian Trail within five years. So that means I have to do at least three to 500 miles of Appalachian Trail <laughs> per year, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, yeah, that's uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. And uh, the because I'm leaning more towards that, I think uh, I, I may do just maybe one or two marathons, more yeah. of half marathons than the full marathons. And what I realized is hiking also has uh, um, uh, decreased my pace in uh, running, you know, because I think because we use different muscles, uh, the running um, muscles are not getting too much training. So I I guess uh, so I'm I go on a much slower pace now. So uh, I think I'm. Um, my goal is to do more of a half marathons uh, mm-hmm. than full. I used to do even like mm, six marathons per year, you know. Mm-hmm. So now I think I will do maybe two, but more mm-hmm. hiking, you know. That's yeah. uh, and take care of my grandbaby and uh, yeah. go hiking with her, carrying her on my back. <laughs> Enjoy she, the she. nature. <laughs> she has she she's very lucky to have a grandmom like you. She's going to be inspired by you. That's amazing. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So. Terrific. So, you know, uh, I think we covered a fair bit of ground uh, about your journey and um so very fascinating. Uh, definitely you don't have to try to inspire anybody. You are inspiring already. <laughs> uh, you just have to be you and uh, others can get inspired. So, thank you for what you're doing and continue to yeah. Uh, spread the light, the joy, and the wisdom that you are. Uh, you know that's uh, so good. Yeah. So uh, you know, I have a, a last part of my uh, uh, conversation is usually a fun Q and A round uh, that I have with my guests. Uh, oh, okay. So, so you ready for that? Well, okay. <laughs> I'll try try my best to answer. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. No controversial questions. All about. Oh, okay. I won't. Okay, I won't get you in trouble. I won't get you in trouble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I don't know, I will say I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So the first one. You ready? Sure. So the first one. Uh, a food that you hate. Any food that others usually like. Something that you don't like, but others are usually like food. Food that I hate. Which others that others like? like. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, dragon fruit. <laughs> dragon fruit. Wow. 
<laughs> because I I love jackfruit and mangoes and everything, and dragon fruit is kind of in that category. But I don't like okay. it. Okay, you don't like it. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. What's your favorite junk food? My favorite junk food. Hmm. You know what? I hardly eat junk food, but uh, I think I. My favorite junk food is chips. <laughs> potato chips or banana potato, chips? Potato chips. I think more banana chips. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're, they're not too junk. They're, they're, still, they're still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> but if they're fried, <laughs> if they're fried, they are junk food. <laughs> yeah. The, the, your favorite junk food is not all that junk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good one. Uh, what's your favorite fitness gadget? My fitness gadget. Um, I think my fitness gadget is, uh, I should say, uh, the TRX hmm. and the Bosu Ball. <laughs> two of them. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Both so, for balance and strength, right? Yeah. Core strength. Exactly. Wow. Core wow. Strength. That's a first. That's a first in my show. Nobody has ever said that oh, as really? a favorite. Yeah, most people have a watch or it's uh, G- Most people think the watch is a favorite. So this is very oh, unique. Really? No, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. do anything to me much. <laughs> yeah, that's well, very it, unique. It does help me, but you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why yeah. it's very unique. <laughs> so, a bad habit you like to change? Mm, sleeping late at night. <laughs> because uh, I like to sleep early because I I like to uh, get up in the morning and go for my runs and all. So yeah. invariably, my biological clock wakes me up at 4.30 in the morning. And then at 6 o'clock, I want to be out. Uh, but invariably, I, I sleep at like 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock. Mm. I don't know what I do, but, you know, <laughs> so I want to I think that's my bad habit. Good one. Good one. What's a surefire way to distract you when you're doing something serious? What distracts me? Yeah. What's the easiest way to distract? What's the easiest distraction? Hmm. Right now, my grandbaby. (laughs) I thought thought you would say that. (laughs) If she's there, I mean, I'll I'll stop everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but she she knows uh, when I work out and all, she kind of comes and uh, then she knows my trainer's name and so she will she will show my uh, you know the equipment or my um, the the uh, you know the steps or uh, the bench or anything and she will say Sammy Sammy that means my my trainer so she knows and she kind of likes to play with the uh, you know with the ball and everything so. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, so she's not really a distraction, but she is. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Wonderful. You did well, uh, and we learned a few more things about you. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And uh, we're kind of coming to the end of end. our uh, conversation here. Okay. Um, okay. But before we uh, call it wraps, I'd like to give you the last word. Is there anything else you want to tell the viewers before we wrap up? Uh, I. Well, all that I can say is, uh, you know, be consistent in what you do, you know, and uh, have a purpose, have a goal, you know. 
then only you can do things better yeah. and yeah. don't stop don't stop because you know you got injured or whatever it is don't stop you know it may be a short period of injury or this thing but then <clears throat> go and do things and uh, be consistent in your doing things and be determined yeah, yeah. so Beautiful. coming from you those are very yeah. deep words of wisdom and uh, thank you so much uh again yeah. uh, for your time i'll oh. let you go and have uh, have you enjoy the rest of the day and we shall be in touch thank you and thank you very much for having me on this uh, you know really enjoyed one day i should meet you personally you know <laughs> because yes. <we> can just <laughs> thank you so much absolutely pleasure is mine thank you thank you bye